Hello, and welcome to Social Workers Rise, where we inspire social workers to connect, expand their knowledge, and change more lives than they ever thought possible. We will talk everything social work on every level from micro to macro. We are going to hear stories of social workers who are doing big things, learn new skills, and most importantly, give you actionable steps to make a difference today. Let's go. Hey, you. Welcome to another episode of Social Workers Rise. It is 2024. I can't even believe this. But yes, we have made it to 2024, and I am really excited for what we have coming up on the podcast this year. Every year since I started the podcast in 2020, I've been surveying my audience about what is it that they like and don't like about the podcast. And you all came out in the numbers this year. So I truly appreciate all 75 humans who completed the survey for me because this really helps me to understand you better, what your goals are, what you're trying to get accomplished in 2024 related to a career in social work, and also how I can support you in that. I've been social working since 2009, so it's been a long time. And I definitely have a lot of experience and stories that I want to share with you just to bring life to social work and to ultimately let you know that you're not alone. A lot of the issues, I don't want to say issues, struggles, there we go. A lot of the struggles that came out in the survey are unfortunately not new. And I also struggled with a lot of the things that have came out. And I'm going to talk about that, right? So this episode is really going to be about what you can expect from me as your social work, social workers rise host in 2024. And we're going to start out with the narratives that we need to leave behind. So there's been some really toxic social work beliefs and narratives that have been going on for a long, long time. And it is time that we just stop saying these things because they're not helpful They're not going to get us to our goals, and we want to be really just set up for success, and we want to be clear in the way that we're aligning our values, our career, our mindset, and the narratives that we're saying, the stories that we're telling ourselves, the thoughts that we have about ourselves all make a huge difference. So this year in 2024, I'm switching up the podcast just a little bit based on your feedback. So overall, in a survey of 70 social, 75 social workers, my bad, is ultimately you need more money. We need more income. We're struggling. And secondly, the second highest theme was self-care and balance in our life. Additionally, right behind that, is we struggle with imposter syndrome and needing more clinical training. So ultimately, you are feeling uh, really tight in the pocketbook that you don't have very much money and you really need to find a balance between your career, making money, self-care, and also feeling confident in your skills and being able to show up for your clients and for yourself and to be able to advocate for your clients and for yourself All of these are very interconnected, and I wanted to give a special shout out 
to a few people who responded to the survey that their responses really stood out to me. Special shout out to Haley Scott. And they said that they listen to the podcast, to this podcast, Social Workers Rise, because it gives me inspiration and motivation and it makes me feel proud to be a social worker. Shout out to you, Haley Scott, because you should be proud to be a social worker. We have a really amazing degree and you and I have gone to school specifically with the purpose of helping others. And that is a beautiful thing, my friend. That's amazing. The next person I want to shout out is Victoria Martin. And this person listens to the podcast because it helps to reaffirm why I became a social worker and lifts me up when I'm feeling less than. Yes. That is what we are here for. That is what you're here for, right? And lastly, Gabriel said, it's very insightful. I'm sorry. It's very inspirational, educative, motivational, and lots more. I even turn on the notifications on Instagram. I love that, Gabriel. That is my favorite. Turn on the Instagram notifications. That way you don't miss a single thing. The other thing that you can do is sign up for the email list. That way you get the email notifications straight to your inbox and they will stay there until you are ready to open them. And this is going to be an email that you actually want to open. That's been a testimony I've gotten to is that people actually like reading the emails I send them. So the link is in the show notes for that. Make sure you do that. And, uh, And there was one final feedback from a person who wanted to remain anonymous. And this made me kind of laugh because uh, I'll just read it. So this person said, Steve Harvey always delivers with humor. Add some of it into your podcast. We all need someone who can make us laugh, live, and learn. Okay, anonymous. I am very flattered that you have put me in the same sentence as Steve Harvey, but you are going to be sorely disappointed because if you are here to hear comedy like Steve Harvey, you're going to be very disappointed. I am not very funny. I'm very enthusiastic, passionate, educated, informative, but funny, funny I am not. So if you're looking for a funny social work podcast, I don't know if this is going to be it for you. If you're looking to just purely laugh, go to Steve's Harvey podcast. I love his podcast. He cracks me up. He talks about really great stuff. So if you're here, typically that means that you are invested in yourself, you're invested in your career, you want to make more of the time that you have, you want to be able to work more efficiently, be more effective, invest in yourself, you are here to learn about the social work field and the industry and best practices, you're you're here to learn how to make the most of your social work degree, how to make income and impact. Those things are not separate. We can do both at the same time, impact and income. That is what I'm here for. And that is what I hope you are here for as well. So I'm going to be switching up the podcast just a little bit based on the feedback that you gave me, because a lot of you want to hear two things. One is you like hearing from social workers in the field. We're going to keep that going. I'm still going to be interviewing amazing social workers. If you have not listened to other episodes, go back, scroll back. This is episode 148. So there are 147 episodes to catch up on. Go back and listen to the ones that are going to resonate with you. 
or just binge them all, whatever works best for you. So in addition to the longer, maybe they're usually about 30 minutes episodes, I'm also going to be doing a clinical Thursday episode because you all have said that you want more specialized training, that you want more on clinical skills, right? So assessments, documentation, um, how do you utilize the therapeutic approaches in therapy, more clinical skills to work with your clients. This is going to help you feel more confident and really reduce that imposter syndrome that we're feeling to remind you how much of a badass you really are because you probably know all this stuff. You just need me to remind you that you know this stuff and you got this, right? So there's going to be two episodes a week. We're going to see how this goes. If I can keep this up, send your prayers, send your good vibes, give your testimonies, review this podcast on the platform that you're listening to because if I know that you're listening and I know that you're getting a lot out of it, this motivates me to keep on going when I'm feeling like, when I'm having these bad mindsets around, I don't know if this is making a difference. I don't know if anyone's listening, blah, 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 blah. All these lies that we can tell ourselves. So your testimonies and reviews, they help me to stay in a really positive mindset and give me energy as I hope that I can give you energy as well on your bad days. So that is the the change that is coming is I'm going to be doing some quick tips on clinical subjects and I'm I'm aiming for these Thursday episodes to be like 10 to 15 minutes long that way they're just short and sweet and give you, you know, one in and one out and you're done, right? So for 2024 We need to get rid of some of these ideas and beliefs and stories that we tell ourselves that are not helpful and that really, really just hold us back from accomplishing the success that we want and getting us into that lack mindset, if you will, of saying, there's not enough for me. I only have blah, blah, blah experience. I don't know what I'm doing. So we can really, really be hard on ourselves. And there's going to be five stories or um, whatever you want to call them, right? Beliefs that we're going to be leaving behind in 2024. Or wait, we're going to leave in 2023. So going forward in 2024, we're not going to have these anymore. Hey, it's Catherine here. I hope you are enjoying this episode. We're going to take a quick break to listen to these ads from our sponsors. Have your clients had a hard time finding a therapist through their health plan? The National Union of Healthcare Workers is the nation's largest union of private sector behavioral healthcare providers and a leader in the fight for mental health parity. This year, NUHW is working with allies to ensure that health plans maintain accurate, up-to-date listings of in-network providers. By eliminating so-called ghost networks, we can ensure that patients get timely access to care by finding mental health providers who are actually available and covered by their plan. Learn more at nuhw.org networks. The next time you need continuing education units, I highly recommend the Therapist Development Center. When I started this podcast, I reached out to the founder, Amanda Rowan, to see if she was interested in being a sponsor. 
and she jumped at the chance to support her fellow social worker. TDC has helped more than 100,000 social workers pass their licensing exam, including myself. I love that TDC CE courses are engaging and relevant. Amanda and her experts give us clear and practical clinical skills that we can immediately apply to our work. Some of my favorites are the Edge of Life Suicide Prevention course, where Amanda shares her personal experiences and their They Did What Law and Ethics course that looks at real cases where therapists face formal disciplinary actions. They also have a great telehealth course. We are legally required to take continuing education to increase our competence, and most other courses out there don't actually teach the material in a way that we can learn it, but TDC does. You can also check out the links in the show notes. Let's hop into this. So number one is the belief or the story that when we say, oh, all I've done is just case management or all I've done is blah, blah, blah. There is nothing like There is nothing that's going to hold you back more than when you can't see the badass that you are, right? When you can't acknowledge the skills that you bring to the table. So even if if you've had literally any job, you have skills. I know this. If you have life experiences, right? I know that social workers are high in our aces, right? We're high in traumatic experiences, unfortunately, but fortunately, we're going to turn those pains into successes. So yes, my friend, if you've been through some stuff in your life that was really challenging, maybe you've had experiences with social workers yourself, maybe you've helped family members through tough situations, maybe you've overcome tough situations yourself, right? Mental health, addiction, abuse, trauma, all of these things count, right? So if you've had a job, if you have had personal experiences, that means that you also have skills skills that you can use to your benefit to help yourself and to help other people. And more importantly, because I'm going to be tying these things back around into how we can use these to communicate our value when we're in interviews, when we're asking for a raise, right? So more importantly, know what these skills are and be able to communicate them. For example, I grew up with my grandmother, okay? She had a lot of different issues that I'm not going to go into right now. However, just briefly overviewing, if I were to use my grandmother as an example of, oh, tell me some skills that you have uh, in your, you know, as an interviewee, right? So even if I'm not talking about my work experience, even if I'm just going in straight, like don't have much experience, but this is what I know, right? Being raised by my grandmother, it taught me patience. It taught me how to see the physical needs or struggles that older adults have, right? You have to be more patient. Maybe we talk a little bit slower. Maybe we offer them the large print text, right? I can be more sensitive to the needs. I'm able to confidently communicate with older adults. I'm comfortable with it. I've done this my whole life, 
right? I've been able to see that when she went to the hospital, it was really hard for me as a teenager. I struggled with being able to communicate my emotions, being able to support my family members. My family felt lost. We didn't know what kind of resources to access. But thankfully, there was someone there or there wasn't someone there to help us out or to not help us out. Or if there, you know, these are the things that we really needed at that time. So that's just a short little example of how I could use my own personal experience of being raised by a grandmother to my benefit to be able to speak to some experience that I have, even if it's personal, it still counts, right? So do not discredit yourself. If you have had one social work job, maximize the shit out of that job, okay? Write down all the skills that you have, right? It's going to be conflict resolution. It's going to be uh, HIPAA compliance, right? We're keeping things confidential. It's going to be building rapport and trust with people. Maybe you're out doing home visits and you're comfortable doing home visits. There's so many skills that you have. And if you're going to discredit the skills that you have, then forget about trying to ask for a raise or forget about trying to get that other job. Because if you don't believe in the skills that you have, why is anyone else? Right? So you have to be fully confident. Like, yes, I have these skills. So make a list, make a list of the skills that you have, whether it's professional or personal or both do that. So That's one thing that we're leaving behind is we're not discrediting ourselves anymore. We're not saying the only thing I've ever done is blah, blah, blah. No, you have experience. Maximize on that. All right. Number two, I can't get a job because I need a license. All right. This is not true. While it is true, it's easier to get a job and to qualify for jobs with licenses There are ways to get social work experience without a license. Chances are you may not be applying for jobs that specifically say social worker, but you're going to be applying to social work adjacent jobs. So there's going to be other roles that you can definitely apply for. Again, you're first going to need to know the skills that you have. And also, How do those skills that you have fit into the population that you want to work with, with the job that you're applying for? So we're going to have to get a little creative here. If you know the skills, then it's going to be able, you're going to be able to better recognize those skills and those tasks that you're going to be doing in other job summaries. So start with that skill. The third one that we're going to be leaving out is... I'm so burnt out, period, and you don't do anything about it, all right? So I get being burnt out. I've been there, done that. I never want to return to a state of burnout. It's not good for me, not good for my clients, not good for my family, for my loved ones, not good for my physical health, not good for anything, anybody. We're leaving burnout behind. If you are burnt out, we're not staying there, okay? This is not a badge of honor, Part of you being a professional social worker is being able to be real with yourself. Just keep it real and say, hey, I'm freaking tired. This is not working anymore. I tried it. It worked for a little bit. It's not working. And then what do you need? Communicate that. Be able to communicate that. Because if you're saying, oh, I'm so burnt out, and then you just stay there and do nothing, then I really question your ability to stand up for yourself, 
to assert yourself for your clients, to be able to do the hard work that's needed for you to be successful, for you to take care of yourself, quite honestly, because if we're living in a state of burnout, we're not thriving. We're not happy. We're not healthy. This is not good, right? I understand that it happens, but we cannot stay there. So if you need help, let me know. I do consultation calls all the time. Uh, They're around 175 for an hour call. I am happy to help you talk through these, create a plan for how to get out of burnout. So that's the other, the third thing that we're leaving in 2023 is I'm so burnt out. You need to be able to say, okay, I'm being honest with myself. I am burnt out. What am I going to do about it? Right? What are my resources? How am I going to get myself out of this place? And I've talked about my experience with burnout in other episodes. So definitely go back and listen to those. All right, moving on. Number four is I didn't apply for the job because I didn't meet the qualifications of the job. All right, here is a fun fact for you. I learned from our survey, generally about more than 80% of you listening right now are identify as women. And this is extremely applicable because like, listen listen to this, right? So there is, there's a journal from the, I'm sorry, there's a journal article from the Harvard Business Review that women are 16% less likely to apply for a job after viewing it and also apply to 20% fewer jobs than men. The reason that they say is that women hold back if they don't meet 100% of the criteria, while men usually apply after meeting 60% of the criteria. So just so you know, the job qualifications are essentially a wish list. And just because you don't meet all of them, it doesn't mean that you don't qualify or that you're not going to be good for the job. So ladies, let's just take A little note from the men here, if you meet 60% of these qualifications, if you have, if you can say, yeah, out of these 10 qualifications, I have six or more, go ahead and apply. Let the employer make the decision on if they feel that you, you have the important ones, right? If they want to be able to call you in because going back to those skills, right? Those skills I talked about first is Even though you might not have all of the qualifications, you might have key skills that make you a perfect fit for the job. So while you can learn these other things, there are skills that you already have that you bring to the table that are invaluable. And these skills, if you can communicate them, if you're confident in them, if you know them, these might be the ones to get you a job. So. Just because you don't meet all the qualifications does not mean that we don't apply, okay? Part, a big part of the listenership is that you want a new career. You want to know what jobs are out there. So I am telling you right now, just go apply. Go apply like a mediocre. I'm not going to say that. Just go apply, all right? 60%, okay? And the last one is there's no money in social work. This is like, this is so frustrating. Okay. Because 
it depends where you're looking, right? So I'll be honest, people don't want to tell you this, right? But new grads, listen up, new grads, when you come straight out of grad school or with your bachelor's, they're going to offer you the lowest paying job with the most difficult clientele. A lot of these jobs that new grads are taking, like even I as a social worker with years of experience, I wouldn't be able to hang. I would totally get burnt out. I'd be crying from vicarious trauma. It is so hard. So I am not taking that away from you. Yes, it's great experience. And a lot of times, yeah, we need a foot in the door, right? When I graduated in 2009, I just needed a full-time job. I was going crazy with two part-time jobs. And I just needed a full-time job to just get myself stable, right? So that I'm not... I was in the field with both jobs. I'm like running around to all of the different cities and it was driving me crazy. So I got one job and from there, you know, once you get that job, your foot in the door, you can really be able to say like, okay, where am I going, right? This job that I'm currently in is not meeting my needs. It's barely getting the bills paid and I'm not okay with that. I want some vacation money. I want some shopping money. I want some new shoes and latte money, right? There is nothing wrong with that. So do some research. And I'm actually going to be doing a podcast later on this year on the top paying social work jobs. We're not in this only for the money, but it is a really big part, right? That is a really big part because it's work. If we wanted to volunteer our time and not get paid and live in poverty, you can do that. You can volunteer your time if that is what you would want to do. But that's not what I want to do. I want to be able to pay my bills and to go on vacation and to have latte money and new shoe money, right? That is what I want. And I also want to help people. So it's going to be easy to find the jobs in social work that pay you pennies because they're always hiring. They can't keep anybody, right? So those companies are always going to be hiring. It's just, it is what it is. This is just how the systems are set up. You're not going to change it, right? That's how that company was designed. But there are companies out there, and especially more now, that if you can communicate the skills that you bring and be able to tell them how you're going to help their organization, what you bring to the table to help their clients, that's going to make a really big difference. And talk to people, right? That's what networking is about, is talk to people who work at different companies, different organizations, see how the pay is, see how the benefits are. Do they offer you supervision? Is it flexibility that you want, right? Is it work from home, virtual? Whatever it is that you might need, make sure that you're very clear on this because we're not going to get what we want if we don't know what we want, right? If you're not clear what you want, you're never going to get it. So make sure you're extremely clear on the skills that you bring and what it is that you want out of your career as a social worker. So. These are the things that we're leaving behind and forgetting about. We're canceling them in 2024. We're not discrediting our professional experience, our personal experience. We are using that to better ourselves and to better our clients, right? We're not letting the fact that we need a license hold us back from applying or from, uh, from seeking out jobs, right? We're using that experience and we're making it work for us. We're not staying in a burnt out position, 
We are not here to be burnt out. We're not that burnt out social worker. Stop it. Get out of that. Also, if you don't meet all of the qualifications, still apply. We're going for the 60% rule. And this is according to Harvard Business Review. If you meet 60%, apply for that job. And lastly, we're going to be making a plan for getting our value, getting our income, getting our money, using our social work skills. There's plenty of roles out there that you can do that will pay you money using your social work skills, but we definitely need to be strategic about it. So that is it for today, my friend. Thank you so much for being here. And if you want more social work resources, tap the link in the show notes, uh, sign up for the email resource list. And then also you can find me on Instagram. I'm at Social Workers Rise. I'm on all the different social media places. I'm on LinkedIn and YouTube and threads and uh, it's exhausting. But my main one is get on the email list and then Instagram and LinkedIn. Those are mostly where I'm at. If this episode helped you, please text this to a friend. Go ahead and send it to your colleague. We are not about gatekeeping around here. So please, please, please send this out. If you are looking for um, additional courses, so I definitely recommend to all new clinical social workers to, to look into my course. It's called The Clinical Essentials for the Future Therapist. The link is there in the show notes. Click that link, Clinical Essentials for the Future Therapist. Go to the website, look at the massive course that it is, and see if it's not going to help you. Because if you're struggling with your clinical skills, feeling like you need more training, not really sure how to document what you're doing with the clients, you're not really sure how to use cognitive behavioral therapy or CBT or mindfulness with clients like in the real world in your job, if you need more support around all of these things, go click that link, check it out, see if it is a good fit for you. If you have any questions, let me know. I recommend this to all MSW graduate, all recent MSW graduates, and also those in their last year of their MSW, or if you're getting your bachelor's and you want to go the clinical route, you're looking for a clinical job, this course is also going to be tremendously helpful for you, my friend. This course was made for you. I have other social work focused courses on my website. Feel free to check those out as well. And I'll see you or you'll hear from me on Thursday. We're doing our clinical skills uh, days on Thursday. Thank you for listening to another episode of Social Workers Rise. If you love this episode, be sure to subscribe and text this episode to a friend. If you want more, there are a few ways we can get to know each other and work together. First, definitely subscribe to the Friday resource email list. The link is in the show notes. And that's where you can learn more about the courses I offer, including clinical essentials, for the future therapist, and the Pulse Basics for medical social workers. I'll also be sending out occasional tips and resources and other happenings within the social work industry. And for all your clinical supervision needs, be sure to visit risedirectory.com 
This is a national directory of clinical supervisors for social workers, and we also provide free resources that you can use within your own clinical supervision. Lastly, if you have more individualized needs, I do offer coaching, individual consultations, and am available for public speaking engagements for social workers and change makers. Lastly, the boring legal stuff, but very important. The information in this podcast is not meant to be a supplement for therapy, professional advice, or clinical supervision. This content is provided as is solely for informational purposes. It is not legal, health, or safety advice. I am not advising you as a therapist. Organizations should engage their own experts to ensure any adoptive measures are compliant with applicable laws and standards in their jurisdictions. The opinions expressed by individuals or organizations are their own and do not reflect the views or opinions of Social Workers Rise or Catherine Moore. References to specific products or organizations do not constitute any endorsement or recommendations by Social Workers Rise.